Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. We are joined today by Matthew Basilla. Matthew is the co-owner of Cowboys and Astronauts, an expertly curated retail store offering everything from clothing to home goods like pillows and candles to backpacks and grooming supplies. Just look for the astronaut through the window at 1478 West Somerdale. Welcome, Matthew. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm so good. So good. And to kick things off, do you have a fun fact about yourself you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, um, a, fun, a fun fact. I was on a reality show. Okay. On Animal Planet. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah, were you expecting that? Were you a panda? Yeah, no. I was, what's that? Were you a panda? I was not a panda, nor, no, nor did I play one on TV. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, it was called um, King of the Jungle, and it was kind of like survival, or, or survivor with uh, animals, mm-hmm. uh, if that even makes sense. So you met an animal, like we would meet a cheetah, and then you'd compete in a obstacle course with the cheetah well no but the cheetah would be like 12 feet away when you were like meeting it and learning about it or we met like a little baby chimpanzee which was kind of amazing and we had to i can't remember what that that um obstacle was but then we met like a baby elephant and then it was i'm saying a lot of babies it's like (laughs) everything baby camel um and it was a memory game and we got to live in tree houses and in huts outside in the, I'm doing air quotes, jungle, and uh, which happened to be middle Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, some parts of Florida are a little yeah. jungle-like. Yeah. I didn't win, but I did last nine of 11 shows. Wow. That's well, amazing. Kind of Sounds like we might have to dig that link up for the episode show notes. Nope. It's not, it's not available. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah, sorry. But if you can find it, uh, let me know. Uh, we will. Yeah. So in all seriousness now, yeah. though, um, so we want you to tell us a little bit about your career path and how did you get your start? So, um, well, I happen to be uh, a, a little middle-aged, I guess. I'm in my mid-40s. And um, to be frank, I have... So for me, this isn't just like a retail business. I look at this as cowboys and astronauts. That is, I look at it as an experience and like uh, an extension of hospitality. I've always looked at retail that way. Um, I grew up in a in a family that had businesses. Um, my mom owned a bridal shop with my sisters for a very long time. It was in our house for a while. Um, simultaneously, we owned a catering business and then started an event business. All this being family businesses. Um, so hospitality has always been in my life. Um, so it's just kind of been a continuation. So my career, let's say, is really about experience creation. Uh, traditionally it's been in what I referred to as temporary experiences. So events versus a permanent experience, um, to some degree, that's, uh, what I most recently did at Herman Miller, um, across the lake at the mothership for Herman Miller based in West Michigan. Um, my life was what I referred to as permanent experiences. So showrooms and some trade shows, which are a little bit less permanent, um, and creating those experiences for the customer, the user, whoever it may be, um, or the designer, let's say. So, um, all that for me is traced back to hospitality. Um, I also kind of going back to a fun fact. Um, I also was in the army, uh, for three years, happened to be a cook in the army. So that was strangely enough like for me i linked it back to my family's catering business i was like so what this is like catering i can do that all day every day um so um 
that's kind of like a skeleton of my background. I don't know if that uh, is super linear in any way, shape, or form, but um, my background is in hospitality and experience creation. So, and I look at the shop that way. So each season that turns over to me, that's like Act Two. Here we go, um, or from you know linking back to my family's business, we might go from a five thousand person picnic to switching over to an evening wedding reception, back to a picnic, then to a bat mitzvah sort of thing. Um, so you're, it's all about context and it's all about customer and making sure they have what they need um, in that particular experience, perhaps in the same four walls. Um, so. So we look at the, the shop a little bit. That's great. great. Thank you. Long answer. No, but that's perfect. <laughs> really good yeah. answer, though. I really want to know what you cooked in the army. I'm imagining a lot of mashed potatoes. But I, I, uh, I've had friends that joke that I can make anything into soup, and uh, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, yeah. Uh, strange fun fact, I was army cook of the year for Europe, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious <laughs> to say. The best cook of all of Europe in the armed forces. So. That's for another podcast. Yes. Yeah. Well, Matthew, you opened in November. Why did you decide to open Cowboys and Astronauts in Andersonville? So we live here. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Greg and I um, live right down the street. We live uh, above uh, Dollop and right across from Four Sided and Baroma. And uh, Baroma is responsible for our meatball addiction and Foresighted is responsible for our greeting card addiction. <laughs> so, um, but we live here and even before I was lured away to the other side of the lake with Herman Miller, I lived here in Andersonville. Um, Greg has always wanted to live here and um, he was, um, previous to this, he was in Lakeview, so, but it was always spending his time here. Um, so it's a, it's a favorite community of ours. It's a favorite neighborhood of ours and, and so many people that we we know, like, trust, and spend our time with. Um, so to be honest, we, we did, at one point, we, we stopped ourselves and said, should we do a business exercise for another neighborhood? And then I, I acted like I did <laughs> for a half a day. <laughs> like, I acted like I thought about it. Like, oh, what would this be like in, you know, pick a neighborhood, any neighborhood? And um, it just, honestly, it just didn't feel right. So we just stopped right there and just said, nope, Andersonville is the place. So... Um, I scoured the street up and down, up and down, up and down, backwards, forwards, around the corners, all sorts of things, uh, places. And even to be frank and maybe abruptly approached a few owners and said, Hey, if you're ever willing to get out of your lease, you know, give me a call. (laughs) And, uh, I know that seems like an odd question, but, and it wasn't to imply that I bet you're going out of business because there are a lot of reasons why people move. Um, and, uh, so, and I, and I did, and uh, one thing led to the next, led to the next, and then in the space that we happened to be in, um, I noticed that their awning came down. So to me, it was a point of difference on the street, and I was like, what, something's happening? So then I called the management company before it was even listed, and um, we negotiated before it was listed. So um, that's how adamant we were about being here in Andersonville. Um, and, you know, uh, for another podcast, it is... It's challenging from a from a from a guy who's looking to certainly start a business, a total startup. Um, it's a very easy place to start because of the community. Um, sometimes it's not the easiest place to start if you're looking for brick and mortar to find the spot that fits your budget, let's say, or size requirements. So, again, another conversation on that. But um, circling back to the original requ- the question, like 
Andersonville and Greater Edgewater, like the best possible community. Like, we don't disagree with that. So. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you are on always Andersonville <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> but it's totally true. And if you don't mind, I want to riff just for a moment. One of the things that we've been most thrilled by um, with the community aspect is people say, how are you doing? And we always comment like, we're doing great. And, but, but it's not just transaction. It's the energy that like walks through the door that we get, you know, messages on social media or otherwise. It's like the energy in this community. We always were on the other side of it. We thought we were the ones walking into the doors being excited for, for businesses that were opening um, or existing businesses and continue to support them. And uh, it, folks will never understand. Like I've truly been in tears on days where the energy has just been so incredible. And I hope that we never forget that um, as we progress since we're just four years or four months. So that was four years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's four months. Ambiti- so. Yeah. We Time travel so a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you decide on the store name Cowboys and Astronauts? So Greg and I had decided on a uh, different name, actually. And to be, I'm not going to share it, by the way, because it's just flat out boring in comparison. Um, and it was a fine name, but uh, we were talking about, at one point, we were brainstorming um, about like what kind of person would walk into the store, and then that kind of led to us talking about icons from childhood, like, you know, what, what's that guy's background? What are those people's backgrounds? And then we started talking about our own. And cowboys and astronauts both came up as icons from our childhood. And at one point in time, we both went, wait a second, like, that sounds like really fun. And then we started to dig deeper into the name for both of us, what we enjoyed about it. Both Greg and I are um, never afraid of a challenge. Like throughout our lives, we've grown up in families that have said, hey, you want to do something? Go for it. Find the means to do it yourself, but like go for it, buddy. And But the support was always there. And that kind of leading to like that pioneering, frontiering spirit that's always attached to astronauts and cowboys. Um, the other thing that we, we realized kind of after we made the decision on the name is that we realized that a cowboy, you know, the traditional cowboy or the traditional ast- astronaut um, is always going and exploring, but typically returns home or homesteads and creates a community. And which kind of goes back to us wanting to invest in Andersonville, um, invest in our own space that, you know, we you know, I buy my saline solution here. I get my eyes checked here. I get my teeth cleaned here. I get, you know, all sorts of things. And those are weird examples perhaps. But um, like those are the very basic things um, that you may have to go outside your neighborhood for. And um, so that that homesteading in that community uh, was super important to us. And we were able to link it to both cowboys and astronauts. Um, that's the name. Cool. And does that astronaut that's famous in the window have a name? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Stay Hear tuned. that, listeners? You can name the astronaut, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and the logo design, that's also really fascinating, too, mm-hmm. with the constellation and the bison. Did you guys design that? We did. We did. And thank you for noticing. That's one of my favorite yeah, elements. It? Oh, good, it really is. Because yeah. you never know when you throw something out there. You never know. People just go, oh, it's a buffalo. And then, oh, wait, it's a constellation. So the way, so I guess two things there. Uh, first, we worked with a really great guy named, by the name of Dino Stone King, who, I mean, how could you not want to work with a guy named Dino Stone King, right, um, to do your branding? Mm-hmm. But um, so we worked with Dino, threw a whole bunch of things at him. And one of the things along the way that I said to him is that, you know, I uh, the buffalo 
the American bison has always been one of my spirit animals. And I didn't want to throw, it was hard for us because we didn't want to throw in all of a sudden a bison, bison or a buffalo into like cowboys, astronauts, buffalo, but like all these sorts of um, icons in a way and like blur. But um, then we started talking about constellations and stars and started to imagine, um, obviously an astronaut gets closer to stars than many of us. Um, but let's just bring it to cowboys and astronauts. But the cowboy lays in the field looking up at the stars next to the campfire and sees that constellation. So we blended the two and uh, we took the buffalo from, from the field up into the sky. And uh, there we have it. So like really so. no thought at all when you say I mean, that's what we're, we're if, hearing. Honestly, if, if anything with, 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 let's say, our branding and with our experience... We hope that folks go, whether it resonates with them or not, um, we hope that they go, well, someone thought about this. Mm -hmm. Someone thought about that fill-in-the-blank object over there or, and, uh, or the branding or the experience in the store. So, yeah. Well, the store is beautiful. Um, and it's constantly evolving and changing, but it stays consistently beautiful. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the design and the history of some of the unique pieces? Mm. Um, well... You uh, thanks. First off, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the, at the root of it, it was about creating a space. Um, if I can be selfish for a moment that I would want to live in on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so a lot of the, um, aesthetic we'll call it, um, comes from who I am naturally. Um, I'm a huge, um, avid outdoors guy, which doesn't necessarily come through much these days simply because I'm, I'm in what I now call my birdcage of the shop. Um, so I yearn for the outdoors. But I think a lot of us here in the city yearn and lean outdoors, to be honest. And I also think that's one of the reasons why the, the space might be resonating, because there's a little bit of that brought inside four walls. But um, I've always loved creating space. I mean, even as a child, I used to, uh, it sounds funny, but um, I used to rearrange my mom's china cabinets every month and then rearrange the living room. Um, about every month or two. Um, and something about every single month was different from the next to the next to the next. And, um, but it was about supporting a function and also looking, uh, pleasing. Um, but with the store in particular, my last four and a half, five years from, um, at Herman Miller, um, who is, you know, just an exquisite, exquisite, um, heritage brand here in the U S um, obviously has a whole bunch of furniture and mid-century um, modern design that uh, is, has influenced me as well. So I kind of blended mid-century modern design, Scandinavian design, strangely some Japanese design, um, middle America design, and kind of tossed it into one place, which sounds a little clumsy and strange. And um, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but I've said it to Greg before, I've coined now, I haven't coined a phrase because it's just between he and I, but I... Now I, you are. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I call it Amerijapanavian. It's like Scandinavian, Japanese, and American all at the same time, and it's ridiculous, but uh, it makes sense to me. And if I could wor work in the word outdoors or something like that, I would, but uh, nonetheless. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the root of the experience. And, and quite honestly, it also needed to be hyper-functional. Um, because with any retail space, it needs to have some point of difference, but familiarity all at the same time. So I can't right. hang the clothes in the same way all all the time, but I need to, two months from now, be able to like that slight difference that someone may or may not be able to pinpoint, but goes, ah, okay. 
that's that same table or that same shelving system, but it's reconfigured. So mm -hmm. for spring, we happen to reconfigure some of the shelving, but I'm not so sure that people are able to like acknowledge that immediately. Because um, it still remains shoppable. Because Yeah, there's still a skeleton, and then there are some objects that change. Um, Smokey the Bear happens to be um, right inside of our door. Smokey the Bear is like, he's my guy. Um, he's always been around my life um, since I was a kid, along with um, Woodsy Owl. Give a hoot, don't pollute, if you happen to know. <laughs> and, uh, but Smokey Bear was, is part of my little personal, we'll call it, collection. I've had him for about 12 years, and he's always been in a prominent place in my life. And um, the antlers that are also pretty prominent in the shop, um, I've had for about 10, 12 years. This is only the second time I've been able to use them because I've never had a ceiling high enough. <laughs> so I'm thrilled. I'm trying to think of any of the other. Uh, well, what about the, about the navy wall? We at the chamber love yeah. the color navy. What color did you choose for that wall? It's polo blue, in fact. Oh, and nice. uh, Benjamin Moore. For anybody looking, <laughs> well, actually, not only Benjamin Moore, but Sherwin Williams also calls it polo blue. It's the exact oh, wow, same name, exact same um, little ingredient recipe mix. So. So all you listeners out there, yeah, <laughs> Polo Blue. Great. So can you tell us a little bit more about your day-to-day -day responsibilities at the shop? So right now we're pretty slim um, on uh, staff and our team. So um, for me, I do everything from the creative direction and the curating and selecting of the, of the objects and, and, and products we sell uh, to paying the taxes and, you know, writing the check, so to speak. So it's, it's all across the board. Um, so in my particular instance, what I've recently, so we just launched spring. Um, however, right before we launched spring, I was at market and I was selecting for fall and winter. So I just spent about the past month and a half, um, fine tuning what our offer will be to folks, um, this fall and winter. So that's part of it as well. And, uh, and of course, my favorite part of all of that is helping folks that walk through the door. And um, it's such a delight. I mean, we, we like kind of giggle to ourselves. I do more than, than Greg because he's not in the shop as much as I am. Um, but it still fascinates me when people walk through the door. Like I'm totally thrilled by it. So is that why you may have released this uh, Spotify playlist for your customers. So um, for those of you who don't know, Cowboys and Astronauts launched a launch playlist, correct? Mm -hmm. So what was the That's inspiration right. behind that? So actually, Greg, you may not know this, so fun fact about Greg, Greg happens to have a band. And uh, Greg is a musician. I did singer, not know that. Singer-songwriter, in fact. And they're actually in the studio, not at this moment, but this over the past several weeks, past eight weeks or so, and then maybe for the next four to five weeks, um, finishing up um, their first album. And it's fantastic. Um, their band name is They Won't Win. He has a he has a writing and singing partner, and then they uh, invite in other musicians. But uh, so music is very much a part of his, his being, as well as it is mine. Um, so we created, we just, we both, we have music on all the time. Like at home, we always have a candle lit, and we always have music playing. Um, and so it's very much a part of us. And, uh, so we thought, why not, why not share what helped us get here and, um, kind of stay tuned because we have a spring list coming out. We'll have, we'll have a road trip, uh, playlist. We'll have a beach playlist, etc. So it'll be part of us. Um, as we that's move on. really great news. Cause I have to tell you around the holidays, we had your playlist on a lot during, <laughs> Good. uh, the Good. chamber world. 
Well, thank you so much, Matthew, for joining us today. Um, And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. You can find more information about Cowboys and Astronauts by visiting their website at www.cowboysandastronauts.com and follow them on Instagram at Cowboys Astronauts. For show notes and more information about Matthew and his shop, please visit andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.